And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 130 today, week four recap. Your host, CJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight? Good. Tired. Want to get this going. Mm, interesting. Dad. <laughs> Why do we? Got a plan to catch. Did you right. watch the games? Uh, yes, I did watch some games. Interesting. Let's go to um, the first game of the day. We can start right into it. We don't have anything to say, right? No. Nothing? Kurt Scott, what's the first game of the day you want to talk about? Pick one. Uh, Florida. You want to go against Michigan? Okay, Dad, you were back in the league this week. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me about this game. Um, were you watching this it, game? Yeah. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I watched the game. Uh, I was. I, I kept stating the obvious on the sideline. Uh, cover Paulie Condonato. That's all you got to do. Cover him. No one did. They got him the ball. They moved the ball. But it wasn't all him. I mean. Tom, Tommy's spreading the ball around, but he always looks for his guy when he needs him. Um, Giuseppe caught a nice touchdown. Uh, that, that connection now has been working in the league for how many years? Three three years now? Between Giuseppe and, uh, and yeah. Paulie? Three seasons. Yeah, three seasons. Three seasons. Three seasons. Three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call it a season a year. Uh, but the, the thing I, I took away from this game, no Amir, which hurts. I mean, uh, uh, Florida's uh, team is struggling as it is with their line play. And no Amir hurts them. Um, you know, there's so much Drew, Drew can do. Drew is one of the better linemen in the league, but can't do it by himself. But the thing that amazes me when I watch uh, Deshaun play is, is his arm talent is, is unbelievable. I've seen him roll to his left and throw a 40-yard spiral, you know, down the field. You know, it's just unbelievable. Um, if you look at the film, look at the touchdowns, it's, it's really a thing of beauty. Um, like I said, I, I I wish he had the protection. Last season, he, you know, his his goal was to go out and get a good offensive line. He drafted Harnish. He had Amir. Uh, he had uh, Micah. It was a great line. He had protection, and and they went places this year. Uh, it's hurting him a little bit, you know. Uh, like I said, I just wish that uh, he had more protection. Kersman. Um, kind of felt like. Michigan kind of controlled this game from start to finish. I know uh, they got out to a, a quick two touchdown lead. Deshaun they cut it. They cut it to one point before the half, and right before the half, there's like 20 seconds left. And the only thing you can't allow there, if you're Florida, is for Tommy to come down the field and score a touchdown with 20 seconds left in the half. And on the last play of the half, <clears throat> they Giuseppe catches a touchdown, and it, it kind of just it set a tone for the rest the rest of the game. Um, it, it was a, it was a heartbreaking it was a heartbreaking play because you're just like all right we have them at second and goal from the 25 in the last play of the game or 20 last play last play of the half and you let up a touchdown it's just the little things like that that end up costing you the game they end up losing this game it was uh, 30 to 21 finals of safety on the last play of the game um, but they had an opportunity to win and if that touchdown doesn't happen then they're tied with the ball left then with the ball uh, with under a minute to go. Uh, it's it's little things now that Deshaun's team just needs to correct. I think they have a lot of talent, but like Tommy said, they do lack protection on the line. Um, as for Michigan, Tommy's playing some MVP ball right now, uh, getting his guys the ball. Pauly, Sepp, Remy all had three-plus touches in this game. Um, but Tommy was honestly the star of the show. He accounted for five touchdowns, had an interception, five tackles, pass breakups. He was kind of everywhere, had to play a little more this game because they didn't have their full squad. So you saw Tommy playing fully both ways, no breaks. Um, 
I like what I see out of this Michigan team. I rave about them every week on the pod. They're one of the better teams in the league. Um, they prove they're able to play both games, defensive low-scoring game, high offensive scoring game. So, um, complete team. They were missing rags in this one, so they had to, A-Rod had to step up, play some line. Uh, he caught a touchdown in this game. But overall, Florida puts themselves in a tough spot, 0-4 now. Kind of have to go 3-2 and to make a run at the playoffs in the last five games. That has to be the question. Now, do you, first off, this is an interesting thing to think about. Um, Deshaun is potentially going to go from winless season, semifinals. semifinal appearance, winless season. I don't. Are you? Are they on winless? No. Are they on winless season? Watch? No, How are they not? I, I mean, I guess they're technically they're on, on winless season watch because they don't have a win yet. They're on watch. I really, I think that they. I mean, listen, they lost the three point game in the last play of the game. They're like the Lions. What would their the odds? What would their odds be to get in the playoffs right now? Oh. Uh, yeah. Over, oh, over plus a thousand. Because you have to saying. think that's there's not, that's already crazy. there's already seven teams in the league with two wins, and I'm saying you have to go at least three and two in your last five to even give yourself a chance. Yeah. And that's if that's if everyone starts beating up on each other. Basically, yeah. there's no teams kind of rise to the top. If everyone keeps beating up on each other, then you got a shot. Um, but you're gonna need a lot of help. And honestly, I think you need to really realistically go four and one. Um, but like I said, they're kind of like the Lions of this NFL yeah, okay. season. They've been in. They've they they held the lead with ten seconds left against Boston College in Game One. Lose on a last second touchdown. Um, they got blown out by Suroff, but then they lose one score game to Oaksterdam and one score game to Michigan, where they both games yeah. had the ball with a chance to tie the game or take the lead. I know they had fourth and seven from fourth and goal from the seven against Oaksterdam, and in this past game they had the ball third down. They they should us take a safety to make it a nine point win for Michigan, but. They had a chance to win, and they've been in most of their game, three out of four of their games. Um, they need a full attendance; needs to be first and foremost. Um, but while well, they were lacking attendance, no, I just it, I know some be guy, out of work, guys so. coming late. Um, Amir couldn't make had work. I, I hate that because I know Amir is usually a very consistent yeah. attendance player throughout the seasons. But um, it would have been a good game for him to show up to. Wow. Um, I'm not hating on Florida. I'm just I'm saying. not hating on them. No, it's just like it's just like this is a team we expected to be in the playoffs. Yeah, no, um I, I like their team. They got a lot of good athletes. Yeah, they gotta it's just like, pull it together. It's gotta yeah, happen now. It's, it's gotta now. happen now. As for Michigan, just keep rolling. Michigan keep rolling. Three and one looking good. They're top five for sure. Top probably top three in many people's eyes. Yep. So um yeah, they look good right now. So I'm high on this Michigan team, as I always am. Stats. Shawnee was 15 of 27, 165 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Also had 22 rushing yards and a touchdown. Also had two sacks and a pass breakup. Buddy had three catches for 33 yards and a pass breakup and three tackles. Demon Time Dev had 10 yards and a touchdown interception. Drew had two catches for 20 yards. Uh, Mikey Freeman had a catch for 13 yards and two tackles. Uh, ja had two catches for 37 yards. Dev DeGrasse had three catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. Matt Green had a catch for 10 yards and two pass breakups and caught a conversion and had three tackles. As for Michigan, Galante was 10 of 22, 109 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Also had 68 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Also, as I said before, five tackles, two pass breakups, and an interception. Wow. Great day for him. Um, Paulie, three catches, 51 yards, pass breakup, and interception. Thought Deshaun did a pretty good job um, on him, buddy, as well. Um, Sepp, three catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. A-Rod, a 20-yard touchdown catch and four tackles. Remy, two, three catches for 20 yards um, and two tackles. And John Edwards, three tackles. Let me say something about this Michigan team real quick. 
the the three mid-round, late-round picks of A-Rod, Remy, and John Edwards are all three guys that are probably like top seven in tackles in the league. So Huge. It, it, it makes sense as to why Michigan is able to play any game they want, uh, defensive battle, offensive showcase. Um, Huge. They got guys that pull flags. I know A-Rod, I think, pretty sure is second or third in the league. Remy, also top five. John, I think, is sixth or seventh. So when you have guys in the back end that maybe they don't do the flashy things, but they pull flags, it matters. Yeah. All right. All right, let's go. Next game. You have Notre Dame against Oaksterdam. Joe Piscopo's debut or season debut. I think it looked debut. pretty good. Return to the league. Dad, I'll start with you. What are your takeaways in this one? I like the way Joe looked. Uh, you know, hasn't played in a while. Got to shake off some rust. I, I thought he looked great. Uh, they had a lead for most of this game. They did. They did have a lead for most of this game. It was a tough game. It was. No, um, I like I like this Notre Dame team. I think Piscopo is on the same. I mean, like I'm, I'm going to say he's a little bit better quarterback than Douglas because he won a championship in the league. But um, similar play styles, get the ball to their best guys. Um, Ritter dominated the target share for this team, but he got the guy kind of spread the ball around to everybody. Um, Piscopo playing defense, a menace, just another guy out there able to make plays, be effective on deep balls. Had a couple. He had two pass breakups. Um, DeLon was everywhere in this game for Notre Dame. Abuse. I love what I saw out of DeLon. I heard him call my name a few times asking where am I have a day. Um, it, it, it'll come eventually. He had a good game this week uh, for sure. I thought Frankie Acevedo continues to be a monster. Another two sacks and another safety. Um, I, I, this team is very complete. They have a good roster. One in three does not depict the type of team they are. Um they took a forfeit loss one week, and then you're losing this game. First game, new quarterback. Um, it, it's not a team that you're going to be looking at like, oh, they're one in three. We can come in this week and take care of, and easily take care of business because this is a team with a lot of talented players and a very, very, very good defense that pulls flags very well. Um, I think this game, when I was watching it, one of my takeaways was that both teams were very good at flag pulling. There weren't any big. Uh, extra plays. Two experienced teams. Yeah, just two experienced teams that were able to flag, flag pull very well. Felt like both teams were very um, in tuned with what the other team was trying to do. Um, as for the Oaksterdam side, um, Jarrock came late, was pretty good. Um, Liam Knowles finally got his crazy target share that he deserved. Got, I think, uh, 10 targets for him. Um, only three catches, but you like to see your best guy getting the the ball, the ball thrown to him that many times. I thought Tim Howard played a really good game for them. Um, Ali Ahmed Shah had um, four tackles in this one. He was kind of everywhere on defense. But story of the game was their sub Laguna had a big game, four sacks, caused the strip sack fumble at the end of the game. Who did he sub for? Um, Jarak. Yeah, Jarak, who wasn't supposed to show up. And then, and then showed up. And then showed up. Right. He texted me at 845 saying, I'm not coming to the game. I'm yeah. 45 minutes away. Okay. And then what time did you get And there? then I was refing, and then the next thing I see is Jarrock running around. And I'm <laughs> refing the other game. And that was that. Um, don't like that he subbed, but what are you going to do? Um, but, yeah, no. Oaksterdam comes out with a win. 3-1. and one. Notre Dame, 1-3. and three. Um yeah, no, this is a very high-intensity, high high-battle game. Another game where Joe Piscopo has his team an opportunity to win on the final play of the game. Um, threw a little out route to Ritter on the sideline by right, right at the pylon. Fell a little short. There was a good pass breakup by, I think it was Liam. Um, but overall, very intense game. One of the better games in Bear Down, you'll see. 21-16 final. Yeah. 
Um, I expect Piscopo to continue to take this Notre Dame team to good to to great the que- heights. The question I think coming out of this game is because we already knew Oxenham was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the question is, do you think Joe Piscopo could have this team primed to make a championship run? Yeah, I think as long as their attendance gets back to normal strength each week and they're playing, How, is their game, Joe super invested? Yeah, he's been talking to the captain's chat. He talks in our chat a little bit more now. So, right. um, I think Joe is definitely invested in the season. I think I don't think Joe would want to play if he wasn't going to be invested. Um, is he back? He is back. Um, I thought he played pretty well. I thought he had a couple of really nice throws. I was watching the film a couple of times. I'm like, ooh, nice. Like you know, you just watching the film. You're like, oh shit. Let me run that back. Like a couple of times, Joe made some nice plays. Um, Dylan Prone had a good game in this one as well for Joe. Uh, got the ball a couple of times. Made some guys miss. Uh, caught caught a caught a one Liam Knowles on a nice little fake <laughs> lateral towards the end. You of got the anything? Game. You got anything else, Dad? No. Nothing on this game. You? I no. thought you barely said anything on this one. I uh, so I think that that team is going to improve because you know Joe just when you, got a warm when up. You, when you were telling me before though, before we started recording, you were like, oh, "I love the way Joe was looking." You had a lot to say. <laughs> you had a lot to say about Joe. I just I just said he looked great. All right, All right. Uh, let's do stats. Jirak, eight of twenty, eighty-seven yards, um, one interception, no touchdowns had 38 yards and a rushing touchdown also had an interception on defense and three tackles Liam three catches 48 yards and a pass breakup Rhett had a catch for five yards and a big sack late in this game um Tim Howard had two catches for 37 yards and an interception uh Ali had two catches for three yards a pass breakup and four can four tackles Hader had a catch for four yards. Jaden had uh, three tackles. And Laguna had two. He was two for seven, 19 yards. And had a catch for 14 yards and four sacks. Also had a rushing touchdown. Piscopo, 16 of 24, 130 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, three carries, 17 yards, and a pass breakup. Austin had a sack and a pass breakup and two tackles. Rich Ritter had six catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception. DeLon, two catches, 19 yards, and a touchdown. Also had three pass breakups. Frankie had two sacks and his safety also had two catches for seven yards. Rob Brannington had three catches for ten yards and two pass breakups. Um, Suarez had a tackle and Dylan Prone had three catches for 30 yards and two pa- uh, tackles. And Matt Ballow had a pass breakup. Nice. Next game. All right. This is time for some exposing. Time for some exposing. 10 o'clock. Yeah. Mud Dogs against Iowa. Kurtzman has Kurtzman has some. So uh, some, if, some, if you remember on the preview pod, me and Tommy said something on the lines of Mikey could maybe get in Sam Allen's head and it could be a long day for Sam Allen. So the next day I received a text from Sam Allen saying, and I quote, I'm not mad that you picked I against Iowa this week, but to say that Mikey can get in my head. Uh, I'm sorry. I just want. I, that was what the beginning of it was. I wasn't actually reading it word for. Oh, I can't believe you said Mikey would get in my head. Don't remember the last time anyone got in my head. May have never happened. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But regardless of what happened, twenty-eight nothing. Yeah. What do you up, think, Dad? What do you, you think? You put up zero points. I think. I think Mikey had residency inside Sam's head. You Rent, think so? Free. So uh, come on. I mean, if you was put body up, la- what body language? Told it, you? Body language told everything. It and, did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and Sam's going to disagree, and I don't blame him if he does, but when you he put up zero points, there's got to be sure. something going on. I mean, he wasn't hurt, you know. His, his players, you know, they, they showed up. They weren't hurt. There was something going on there. Both teams have full strength this week. So, I honestly, listen, I expected a good team, a good game. I think we all picked the Mud Dogs, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I picked yeah. the Mud It was Dogs. a narrative game. It was a narrative game. We said, game. This, we said is, Sam this is a big, big moment we for Sam, Sam Allen. Sam needed to have it. 
28 nothing. What's um, that say? What's the narrative? Listen, now? he played against the he played against the champs. Like like this is the first time that we're truly seeing the same team that uh, that won the championship really run it back like a full core of seven guys running it back for the second straight season and outside of that little blip up last week to no UNC no spo against no spo. UNC who is currently the best team in the league yes um they they've been near perfect for eight nine straight weeks now is what we're talking yeah, basically two shutouts uh, during the season. two shutouts during this season their defense is championship level we knew that coming into the season um the offense has still been a little slow. They scored 26 points on offense this week. Much better performance after only scoring seven the week before. Um, Mikey said it this week. Uh, they pride themselves on defense. They don't sub on defense. They play their seven, maybe an eighth on defense. And Tommy and got hurt. That. Hank, T.J. Yeah. Uh, T.J. said, yes, they get hurt earlier, uh, early-ish in this game um, on defense. Ugly injury, honestly. But the Mud Dogs are just so impressive. They are a really good team. They pride themselves on defense. The offense comes. Mikey is, a pr- is becoming a much better play caller. Um, it was shown on the film that he was clearly running all of his plays away from Jarawar. Um, and it showed because Jarawar didn't have that crazy of an impact on defense in this one. Uh, yeah, I really got nothing else to say. Sam wasn't able to really move the ball much. They, didn't, they only had... Uh, 87 yards of total offense, and and Mike did not, he did not shut up the whole game. No, tell Mike. me that. What did you think? What was the, your big takeaway? I, I I needed Sam to beat an elite team. The Mud Dogs are an elite team. I got to see Sam do it. I haven't seen him do it. So, what do you think? Not you just feel the same about the Mud Dogs. You feel the same way. I th- I think the Iowa team is a very good team. I just think that very impressive win by them. Correct. You're in on that. Very impressive win. Everyone was high on Iowa. Yes. Yeah. Everyone was high on Iowa. To come out and dominate 28-nothing, that's... We, I think we all picked... Uh, but that's still know. impressive, coming out and winning 28-nothing. No, no very impressive. Get, I think any time you yeah. shut out a team in this league, it is impressive. I mean, I all it takes is... Yeah, are. you didn't grab a flag one yeah, time and one, they scored a touchdown. No, like, there were no... There were no... Um, faults by this team. They were Bemba don't break the one time that they got inside the red zone. Spo made a nice interception. Um, they... They're... They're... They're an elite team. Um... They, they get it done. Sometimes it's ugly and sometimes it's not, but they know how to play any type of game you're willing to play. And if they see maybe that one day their defense maybe isn't going crazy, then their offense picks it up. I can't believe we haven't mentioned Damian had six sacks in this game. Um, <laughs> it, he, he is an absolute monster. He can take on any offensive lineman in the league. I don't care who you are. He is going to make plays and be effective on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the whole defensive line was monstrous in this game. Uh, Swags, Paul Carter, Damian, all monsters. Damian had uh, had two safeties, no, one safety. Um, he was a monster. I mean, uh, he's gonna win defensive player I mean, of the year again. Oh, I forgot. To, <laughs> I forgot to. I forgot to mention the stat that I conjured up because I not yeah. conjured, but I looked up back at the stats. Last nineteen games for Damian, forty-seven sacks. Damn. How is, he not, how is he not the first overall pick every year? So is he, I, yeah, I don't like, think Damian ever goes under five again. There can't, you can't. I mean, at what point, right? At what I, point? I, I mean, he is. went nine back-to-back years. He went now, fourth I, round when he played with me in Wyoming. I was talking to someone on you the You got sideline. Damian in the fourth round and lost. I lost. Your ass. I lost to another team who had gods Do, do, do yeah, you remember yeah, when we first started easy, yeah. and Damian played? He was a lot thinner, a lot skinnier. Yeah. Nice. I mean, he, he beefed up yeah, and he, he hasn't lost a step. Nope. Yeah, I mean, he he was dominant when he was a skinny kid. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now he's got some muscle to him, yeah. and he 
he eats up offensive linemen for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He's got the uh, combination of power and speed. Yeah, yeah, like I said, 47 sacks in his last 19 games. That is and a, relent- else. a relentless motor. Yeah, uh, back-to-back defensive player. Uh, not def- he wasn't back-to-back. He actually won trenches last year, not defensive player of the year. Overall, I think this game just shows that the champs are the champs, and they're one of the best teams in this league, and that Iowa's got some work to do now. They're soul-searching. They're definitely soul-searching. I still i am high on their team because I think they have a good team uh, roster construction of offensive linemen with um, hybrid athletes that can kind of play anywhere, and Iovino, Billheimer, and Sean McDonald. So my da- I'm down on them performance-wise. I'm not down on them potential for their potential moving forward, but... Sam, I know he always game plans and he has things he wants to do, but maybe a little time to mix it up, get mm. some new, get some new tricks up your sleeve. Because um, seemed like Mikey was kind of on a lot of things that they wanted to run. So, wow, I'm calling. I mean, listen, it's not easy playing against Damian because he wreaks havoc. But um, yeah, no, you got to be better than 28-0. All right, let's go stats. Mikey, 9 of 16, 75 yards, 2 touchdowns, 7 carries, 51 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 3 tackles. Damien had 6 sacks and a safety, also had 2 carries for 10 yards and a conversion. Spo, 2 catches, 23 yards, pass breakup and interception, 2 tackles. Paul Carter, 2 catches, 12 yards and a touchdown, also had a sack and a pass breakup, a conversion, and 2 tackles. TJ caught a 12-yard touchdown and had 2 pass breakups before his injury. Driving Neck had a catch for 14 yards and a pass breakup. Swags had a sack and Melvin had a catch for 4 yards. As for Sam Allen... 8 of 19, 84 yards, no touchdowns and a pick, one rush for two yards. Jarwa had four for 45 receiving. Zach Bellheimer had a catch and a sack. Lebo had two catches for 28 yards and a sack. Sean McDonald had three tackles. Matt Iovino, one catch for 10 yards and a pass breakup. Jiggy and Stevie each had a pass breakup as well. Next game. UNC, Penn State. I ref this one. Dad, you saw this one? I saw this game. You had something to say about something. You you told me you like Penn State. You, that's what you said earlier. Coming home off in this one. I cannot agree. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, to me, right now, rookie of the year and a guy who really caught my eye. I really haven't seen him play. Uh, Christian Elvina. Yeah. Mo- absolute monster. Monster. The talk monster. of the sideline. Holy cow! And uh, he's. I was. I was told he was uh, uh, picked in the second to last round. Yeah. No. He, Is uh, he on the all Tommy team? <laughs> right now he is absolutely. Uh, no, he's been a monster. Here's the thing, you know, De- Dex is boasting about how he got him second to last pick of the. Yeah, I said, well, if you thought he was that good, why'd you let him go that long? And I would have grabbed him maybe, earlier. Yeah, maybe he hasn't. Maybe I don't know. If and he if he knew. if he knew that he was the goods, then I'm not I'm not letting him dangle out there. So I might get lucky and just call out his name. This you know? is true. Um, what do you think about UNC? Uh, a little bit slow uh, starting off this game. Yeah, no, they did. Uh, you know, the the Christian was giving him a lot of trouble. Um, and he was going. To, listen, he was going up against a good lineman in Torino. Yeah, and he was giving him. He was kind of giving him the work. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Noah will tell you that. You know, the kid's the real deal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they got out of the gate a little slow. But like, like I said, they're a good team. They had Pip playing spy. I was noticing. Uh, you know, he was playing spy on Dexter to you know, neutralize his running, and they were going to force him to throw. And I thought it worked out well. Uh, I like to see a little more offense from Penn State. Uh, I like to see him throw the ball downfield. Uh, haven't seen it. Uh, like I said, only caught two games so far. Two weeks. Uh, hopefully, I get to see more. I won't be there this week. But 
Kurtzman, Penn State stinks right Kurtzman, now. Kurtzman has advanced analytics on Penn State. Yeah. No, no. I, I'm not giving you the advanced. <laughs> I don't have any advanced analytics, but I'm sorry. Penn State looks not. They don't look good right now. Um, they're first, they, they, they have, aren't scoring. Their, their point totals. Point totals. Offensively, you scored 13 week one. Get a pick six to make it 20 total. Um, week two, week two, you didn't play. Week three, you scored 15. None in the first half. Second straight game. And then this game, you only scored one offensive touchdown. Your other touchdown was a crazy pick six in the end zone by the aforementioned Christian Alvina, where he read a screen pass to Pip, sticks his left hand out, pops it up in the air, then catch, jumps up and catches it in the end zone. I'm sitting there refing like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? Um, Dexter's got to figure it out. Um, I said it last week on the pod that he's got to figure it out, and nothing was figured out. Um, they were down 6 nothing going into that uh, early in the game. And then his defense really stepped up for a while. I thought his defense gave them multiple opportunities to take the lead or at least uh, give yourself a little breathing room. They scored, they get 7-6 on the Alvina pick six. And then biggest play of the game, uh, Dexter has ran a little bit of trickery this year where he throws backwards to one of his receivers, Matt Mascara, who played quarterback in high school, so he's got a little bit of an arm. Well, he didn't throw it. He moved around, tried to make a play with his feet, but last second lets it fly, and Joe DeMeo snags it, runs it back for like a 35-yard pick six, swung the complete momentum of this game, um, tied it at 13 when Dexter actually had the lead. Um... It, it, it was just a play that yeah. I always talk about play, small plays that change the game. Well, that was a big play that changed the game. Uh, Joe DeMeo, the whole UNC team was running up the field with him for the touchdown, celebrating like crazy. You got to make um, a move or two to get in. No, you know, he did. No, Joe no, Joe made a lot of it. I texted Joe today. I said, I uh, or yesterday, it was his birthday. I, t- I uh, Happy birthday, Jordan Mayo. Yeah, happy birthday, Jordan Mayo. I, t- I texted him. I said, damn, they really made up for last week because the league before he dropped a pick six. So I was like, it made up for this week. He's all in a huge way. It swung the momentum for the team. Jordan Mayo on another great team? Jordan Mayo. I mean, <laughs> uh, is there any shock that Jordan Mayo's record is probably the best of all time? Yeah, of any like, skill d- position, non, non-quarterback non player? Um, no. Jordan Mayo is a monster for this UNC team. I love this UNC team. I think they have the best roster in the league currently. Um, they, were, they were without Pat and Portuna, their heart and soul. Yeah. Um, but Suroff was able to find a way to win this game. They get a late score from Pip. Beautiful ball down to the sideline, only where his receiver could make the play on the ball. Uh, Pip's first touchdown of the year. A little four games in, you're almost wondering how Pip didn't have a touchdown yet. Or offense touchdown, I should say. Um, but good time to get your first one. They get the defensive stop at the end of the game. Dexter actually threw a game-tying touchdown pass, but he was about three yards over the line yeah. of scrimmage, and I had no choice but to throw the flag. If it was close, I might have let it fly, but it literally wasn't even close. Um, I, Penn State, man, they played a lot of close games, but I can't deal with your offense just not scoring and not scoring in the first half. Like, you're just putting yourself in a hole every game. Um, UNC, man. They are they're fucking top good. one right now. Nah, they're fucking good. Um, they're able to win a game in spite of Suroff playing a poor game. You're not more down. You think Penn State stinks, and they were in a dogfight with Penn State. That doesn't worry you at least a little bit. No, because I think Penn State's defense is good. Okay. I think you think defense, their offense. Stinks. Yeah, their offense stinks, and when your offense stinks, it's usually hard to win in the league. Yeah. You can't score more than 13 points in a game. Like it's just not. It's not an easy thing to do. Their defense has played very well this year. I'm pretty sure Penn State's defense is allowed. 13 to Rutgers, 20 to UNC, and last week 22 to Michigan, who's a more high-powered yeah. offense. So 
Listen, I'll give the credit to your defense because I'll give credit where credit is due, but your offense fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, mm. I called Dan Dexter last week. He loved that I called him out. Well, I'm calling you out again because you got to <laughs> figure it the fuck out. Um, it's just unacceptable play. I just know you're better. Also, um, I'm going to call out Joe Pip because he kind of fucking sucked sucks. in this game. I'm a linebacker. He was getting torched by Dan Dexter. You think uh, so? Yeah, he only had two tackles, and I saw him miss about four or five. Wow. So I'm gonna call it Joe because he's one of the best. He's one of the best flag players in the league, but he did not exhibit wow. that on Sunday. So but I think I think his presence there stopped Dexter from running sometimes yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, 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 I know. But um, when Dexter did run, he was able to outrun Pip to the sideline multiple times, and I was like, damn, Pip kind of lost a step. Um, yeah. Overall, though, good win for UNC. Um, you do stats? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm gonna do stats. I just want to say that uh, UNC is definitely the the, the team with the target on their back. Are they on undefeated they season watch? They are definitely on undefeated season watch because of what I just said. They're able to win when Surf doesn't play his best. And when Surf plays at a high level, they're definitely going to be a hard team to beat. Um, uh, I, I, they got good line play. They have really good receivers. A great three, uh, a great trio of Bowen, Pip, and Joe Stulek. Um, I can't wait to see how far they're able to go. Hopefully, Surf can uh, break the trend. We're calling him semifinal Surf because he keeps losing. Semifinal Surf. He keeps losing in the semifinals. Oh but uh, no, nah, uh, they had a good team. It was a good game, 20 to 13 final. Dexter did have a chance to win the game, but like I said, he needs to figure it out offensively. Is Surf off Jim Kelly? How's the very down league? Jim Kelly went to four Super Bowls in a row. I know. He went to what, four semifinals in a row, Surf? Oh, you said you said yeah. Dexter. You said Dexter. Oh, I, I meant yeah, I meant Suroff. I meant Suroff. All right, Suroff, thirteen of 20, 122 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, five carries, fifty-one yards, and had one sack, and a pass breakup. Pip, three catches, thirty-one yards, and a touchdown. Also had two ca- two for two in ten yards throwing. Bowen had two catches for ten yards and two conversions and three tackles. Joe DeMeo had a pick six, a pass breakup, and a tackle. Anthony Hadiniak, who played center in this game for UNC, stepped up in a big way. Had six catches for 62 yards. That is how you. Um, that is if you're how you're if you're a captain, you show someone you appreciate them stepping in and playing line when they're not the biggest dude. Yeah. And he gave him six. He gave him seven targets. He caught six of them. Really good day for Dins. Uh, Joe Stulek caught four catches, 20 yards, and a touchdown. And that's all the stats for UNC. Four, Penn State. Dexter 10 of 16, 93 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, eight carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Harnish had a catch for six yards and a sack. Dexter had three catches for 13. Uh, Christian Dexter had three catches for 13 yards. Uh, Matt Mascara had two catches for 31 yards and a pass breakup, three tackles, but threw that dreaded pick six. Matt Green, three catches, 34 yards, and four tackles. Mo Tariq had a catch for nine yards. And Christian Alvina, three sacks and a pick six. Right, let's go to your game. Oof. Was this an air out? Air out. Dad, what'd you think? Yeah, this wasn't even close. Kurtzman came and smoked him. Um, I lo- love Ogie as a player and as a quarterback. I didn't think he should have. I don't think he should have played this year. I really don't because of his injury. I- I'm not going to make excuses for him. Uh, he's a great player when he's on the field. I just would have took a season off coming off a major injury like he had, and uh, he played hurt this game also. But that's not re- the reason why they lost. Kurtzman came with a game plan, and Kurtzman was on. Uh, he was duck walking all over the place. I was getting, getting, I was getting dippy. Yeah. I was getting you dippy. dippy. He was dipping. Yeah. yeah. Do you they, think? Do you think Washington is an elite team? I do. I do. When that, all their players show up and and Kersman plays like that, yeah, he's gonna be tough to beat. I mean, I'm, I'm watching um, uh, Mike. Mike's going over, you know, Justin to catch balls. I mean, how, how often do you see that? Kersman's talk about it. 
Listen, we came in with a game plan. We went up early. Augie throws an interception first play to Mike. We come score two a couple plays later. Mike deep ball over Jaw in a nice little corner over Justin and Augie. Um, we get we get a sack safety from Devon. Then we come back down and score again. Like it, it was it, it was over. Not that it was over before it started, but it was over very quickly after it started. They, I was screaming, I'm screaming, they don't want it, their their heads are down. They have no one on defense that can pull a flag. They had 12 tackles in this game, and Justin had 10 of them. Jesus. Um, it's the same story every week. They have no one that can pull flags. I knew that coming in. I planned on running a lot. I ran eight or nine times in this game, um, scored two touchdowns on the ground. I knew that they can't pull flags, and if I could keep the ball away from Justin and make other guys beat me on defense, I knew it wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to happen. Augie got hurt again in this game, had a dead leg at least midway through at, at, at earliest, or before midway through at earliest. Um, they just they, they had no life. They they looked soulless from after after the first touchdown I'll be sure when we went up six nothing, they looked like they had no soul and no fight. Um, disappointed in their effort because I was hoping for a I, I was hoping for a, like a game where it's intense, comes down to the last possession. They had no heart. What? They had no heart. Oh, no their, heart. their first three possessions, OSU, it was inside the five, they couldn't get out. Yeah, they didn't, move, they didn't they move. They didn't move the ball. They couldn't move the ball. It was Interception, pick. sack, right. safety, and three and out. Yeah, it's those are the first three possessions. Bad, bad play calling. We got up to me. forty-one to twelve at a point. They scored two late touchdowns yeah. to kind of make the score look better than it was. Yeah. But we know what everyone that was there knows what the game was. The game here's, was an absolute error. Out. Here's what I don't understand. I'm watching the game and towards you know mid to end of the game, Augie's in there, but he's limping around in the backfield. Yeah, he's limping as he's caught. You got. On your team, you have Leota, you have Mbimbo, you have Justin. They can, you, all, play they can all play quarterback. Step in, get him out. Why is he? Why is he limping? That's on the captain. That's on Justin. That's on Justin. Justin's got to make. Justin, listen. I know Justin's not used to being a captain, but those are the decisions that during the game you got to go yeah. make. Um, you got to make adjustments, and I don't think there were any adjustments made. But I'm not going to blame this on Justin because once again, Justin was really the only player on OSU that had the fire and that came to play like they do each week. Um, this team is a mess. I hope that they can turn it around because they're a very talented team. Such a talented roster. Um, they have great. They have good, they have good players, guys that are able to a good core group of five, six guys that are really able to be playmakers on any given play. But they just can't mesh. It's not. They're not finding it. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed in their effort in this game, honestly. Because like I said, I was hoping for a prime. It was prime time, eleven o'clock. We had most of the league watching the game. Um, it's a shame that it went out like that, but. I'm gonna salute my dogs. Everyone went <laughs> off. Uh, we all, everyone got involved in some way. Um, Scott caught a touchdown. Chris Walton caught a touchdown. Um, Devon had three sacks and one was for a safety. Um, Mike caught two touchdowns. Chris Johnson interception. Dean interception. Jesus, George everyone. caught a conversion. Like Not everyone did yeah. something. Everyone contributed to this win in a way. Um, I love seeing that. I love everyone getting good playing time. The one thing I'm gonna say about my team is that we have to fix the mental mistakes. And I also don't want us getting a big head because we didn't beat a good team. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. no, we don't. We did, we did not beat a. I told my team after the game. I said I'm very happy that we got this done. And we were able to blow out a team that we should have blown out, but we didn't. Like we didn't beat one of the better teams in the league because they're not one of the better teams in the league. They have not shown at any point that they're one of the better teams in the league. They beat an Iowa team. So you're team. not satisfied. We beat. No, it's not that we're not satisfied. I'm happy about the win, but I just don't want my team getting this big head like we're some we're some big dog. When in reality, we just kind of we beat we beat a team without their quarterback the week before. 
and a team that I personally don't think is really good right now. They might be good by season's end, but when we played them, they were not good. They had no heart and they had no fight. On the other side, we had all the energy, all the momentum, and I dominated this game. Wow. So yes, he did. that is kind of really the story of it. Um, I got a lot of highlights out of this film, so I'm excited. <laughs> Justin and IB moved to one and four career all time against wow. me. I mean, how so am I not? Moves. How am wow. I not going to say it? How am I not going to say it? They That's beat me up said. bad last year, 52 to seven, first week of the season in the summer. Um, I get my revenge. So wow. we call so it how it is. As far as OSU goes, you got talent on your team. Sit down and say, what is our best? team to put uh, moving it forward. The fuck out. Yeah, figure it out. How are we going to be competitive? Because th- this season's not over for you, obviously. So so what do you think the solution is? IB plays, IB quarterback, plays quarterback. But IB will not play quarterback. He has said it multiple times in our chat. Since All right, so week. you want to you let the season, you just he, throw the season yes, away? He, Step in no, and give yourself a chance no, to fucking win. Not, I promise you, like, he funny. is literally, he, he said before <laughs> the season, I would rather go 0-9 and, and not play quarterback than play quarterback. He's standing on his ground. Uh, He's standing then, his ground. He will not play quarterback. And then Leota quarterbacks the first game and he decided he didn't want to play quarterback either anymore? No, they I, think, I think that was a team. I think that they was a team Leota. decision. I don't know if that. So was. are you benching Augie again? I don't know Augie. Listen, I know Augie didn't look good in this game, but the stats—he's kind of up there in all the categories. Um, He—he—he's. Uh, so I, listen, I, I think they just got to figure out what their team is. Actually, I beat the joke. He said he would come in if it was the championship game and they were down fourteen at any point. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's when he was coming. That's the championship. Yeah, I get to the playoffs. Yeah, well, right now they are definitely on the outside looking. In they are one and three and not in good shape. As for Washington, we are two and one, but we have a huge matchup against the champs this upcoming week. So excited for that one. Not raising our heads too high, but I love a game where I don't have to last possession intense, have to make every single play to win the game. So give me let's get some stats. Augie, 14 of 22, 174 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, also at 14 rushing yards. Justin Farrar was five catches, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. Also had 10 tackles and two pass breakups. IB had eight catches for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Melozzi had two catches for 23 yards and a pass breakup. Uh, Jason Ramos had a sack. Devin Spann had two catches for 23 yards. Leota was four of seven, 74 yards, touchdown and a pick. Also had one catch. And that is it. As for Washington... I was 16 of 22, 154 yards, four touchdowns, also eight carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns. Mike had five catches, 56 yards and two touchdowns, and a pass breakup. Marola had three catches for 24 yards. Morick had a catch and had four pass breakups. Now it's second in the league in pass breakups for <laughs> okay, Morick. Um, Chris Johnson had a, a, a conversion, four tackles, and an interception. Dean had an interception, two catches for 19 yards. Devon, three sacks, one being for a safety. Scott had two catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. George caught a conversion. And Chris Wallen had a 12-yard touchdown catch and a pass breakup. Right. So everyone did something, which I love to say. Nice. A lot of confidence come from your sideline, too, before the game. Uh, talking to Chris Johnson, he was so confident about winning this game. Chris Johnson is one of the most confident kids I've ever played with in my career. Uh, great great player. Was he a gem for you? Great secondary um, he player. He has played well. I, I said, I said in the chat. Him? I got him in the fourth. Um, I think that was good value for him. Great value. I, listen, I said it after the game in the chat. I was kind of like, Chris Johnson, he had one target the entire game. That's not the role that he really is like playing in my offense. Like He's my second receiver. He should be getting more than one target. But like, I'm just happy that like he's not getting his hearts on offense, but like he makes team-high four tackles, gets in a big interception. Um, <laughs> he doesn't complain. He's still invo- super involved yeah. in the game. Like That's just things that you like to see, and those are things that make me think that our team – 
He's not a me guy. He's not a me guy. Definitely not a me guy. Um, he wants to be involved, but he's definitely not a me guy. He is all for winning. He said he doesn't care. I will take zero catches if we win every game. And if that's the type of player I got, then I'm happy that with that selection, I'm happy that I think we have a team that's all no me guys, which leads hopefully to a championship. Except for you. Except for me. You're a me I guy. Am a, I am a stats <laughs> only guy. All right. Rutgers versus Boston College. Rutgers with the upset of the century. Uh, all right. Come on. Yes. Upset of the century. No, yes. Upset of the, ups, name a bigger upset in our league. Name one. Uh, Off the top of your head, name one. Deshaun, Deshaun over IB last season. That's the only other one I can think of. Um, that's the only other one I can think of. Yeah, I guess that's probably We all one. had Rutgers as down in the dumps. No, I did not. We said on the, re- the preview pod that they, they will, I think they'll compete in this game because of how prepared they'll be. Yeah. Yes. They won. I understand they that, six but, but you didn't actually think they were going to win. No, oh, no, no, I didn't, well, I didn't pick That's them. That's what I'm saying. I picked exactly. everything's going to win. That's what I'm saying. No one picked them. Okay. It doesn't mean upset of the century. You know how many times in this actually, podcast uh, we do 3-0? Chris won money on that. He bet Rutgers were getting the game. He bet Rutgers. Chris, yeah. bet, Chris had Rutgers money on that. Before yes. the game, Abdul came to me and got, Joe Namath, he guaranteed He guaranteed a victory? Guaranteed victory. Well, who did Chris bet against? I don't know. He, he, oh, he bet against uh, Zach Shere. Zach Shere. Wow. <laughs> and, and he offered him an early buyout. He a gave, cash out, cash out. Yeah, cash out, yeah. That I think it was funny. a $20 bet. He goes, I'll take 15 and, and Zach said, Zach said no, oh let it ride. Yeah. Um, let me talk about this game. So, <laughs> Rutgers comes out, and you can clearly tell that they have a game plan. Um, design runs, short passes. Um, defensively, they did what they had to do. They knew the ball was going to come out fast. Garland likes to let the ball fly off rip. A lot of hitches by um, Garland's team, but a lot of really good flag pulling by the Rutgers team, which you don't usually see from a all-rookie team. Um, I thought Mosakar did a very good job um, flag pulling. I think he had five tackles in this game. I think Rutgers is very confident in their abilities, as where a lot of teams maybe are looking down on them when they play against them. Like, oh, like this is our get-right week. Well, they, they proved that is not the case. They played very good defense. Latempa on that line with Omar and Anas. Um, three very... Uh, strong guys who are able to get out to the quarterback and also protect Abdul when he's trying to stay back there and throw. Um, and then top of all, they got they got Mike Bickford, who is a very good player. He was a very decorated high school p- football player, and he makes plays when they need him to. He had a big um, muscle over, like, 25-yard catch in the middle of the field, almost scored on it. Um, kind of just everywhere had a couple pass breakups. They ran him on a big third down, a big fourth down, trying to ice the game. Um but what I will say, though, is that for as impressive as they were for, to themselves, personally, I think that they still have a lot to work on. I think that um, the offense still looked a little sloppy. They relied on a few jump balls by Bigford. Um, Abdul did look better. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and um, take away credit. He looked good. They scored 20 points. Um, they, he ran the ball. He ran the ball okay. But he's still throwing lollipops. And the lollipops against better teams are probably could get intercepted. Yeah. And I don't want you to get too high on your high horse because there are going to be teams now they have film on you and they see what you guys like to do. So everyone's watching film and everyone's being prepared. But anytime you come out in this league and get a win, that is an impressive thing to do, especially against a team with um, all experienced guys and a quarterback in Garland who has a lot of experience winning in this league. He went uh, above 500 last year. Um, he looked a little hobbled in this game. Garland looked like yeah, he, he pulled something early, like maybe through the first half ish or something. But um, there's no excuses. What I will say also is that TJ Brown dropped a touchdown pass. Uh, a touchdown pass. game time game, touchdown. could have been a game time touchdown pass. Um, was dropped. Hit, Trevor hit him right in the bread basket. Yeah. Wasn't able to come down with it. 
Um, Trevor was overthrowing receivers all day, though. Um, it was not Trevor's best day at the, in the, uh, the office. In the office. <laughs> but I am confident in this Boston College team. They're sitting at two and two, middle of the standings. Trevor needs to get healthy. Needs to little. Needs to make a little bit of a run here. Um, but as for Rutgers, I'm happy with them. I'm happy they got a win. I was excited for them after I heard they won. After I heard after my game was over, I heard that they had won. I went over to them, talked to them about the game a little bit. They were all excited. Yeah, they're all hyped. Hyped to have yeah. them in the league. Excited to see how far they're able to like take to this season. I'm going to start with BC. We, uh, you know, Trevor's hurt. And, and we all watch Trevor plays a mobile quarterback, uses his legs. Even when he's throwing the ball, he's throwing the ball, moving to his left and to his right. He moves very well. Did not move this game. He stood in the at pocket. All. He stood in the pocket almost to the point that almost every time he threw the ball, he was almost getting sacked. Okay. But he did not move laterally, so I knew he was hurt. Uh, that being said, um, <laughs> you know, he, he had a chance to, 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 to throw the game-tying touchdown at the end that was dropped on him. Um, didn't get a chance to watch Rutgers the whole season, so I made it a point that I wanted to watch them play. Mm-hmm. I like their team. Uh, defensively, they swarm to the ball. Yes. It's tough for them. You're not going to see a team get a lot of yards after the catch because – they swarm to the ball. Anas does for sure. The middle, the the, the kid who's playing uh, defensive tackle for them, he was downfield making tackles. So Juwan yeah, so there's, there's not a lot of yards after the catch. Uh, a lot of times they try to go, you know, uh, BC try to go deep to Oliva, and they were up for the task. Uh, I would like to see. Uh, I would have liked to see Boston College run the safety off a little bit more to get that one on one on the outside. But of course, the safety was coming over a lot, and they just couldn't get that connection going. Um, a lot, a lot of decisions that were made or not made well. Uh, like there was a point in the game, I think uh, maybe five or six minutes left in the game, and um, Rutgers was faced with like a, a, I think maybe a fourth and four by midfield. Okay. And he decided to punt. No, I'm gonna give your defense is playing well. I'll give them four downs inside. You know what? The 24 yard. You know. Yeah. Like wait, let me speak on that real quick. Yeah. Um, if. It's so hard in four plays to get 24 yards exactly. or 23 yards or whatever it was in right. that moment. Um, so I just want to say that's an automatic. That's go an for automatic it. go for it. I understand your idea with punting, making them 45 yards away, but your defense is playing so well. So I well, think and you, I'll take the shot of getting that. And if I don't, I'm confident with four downs, and I'm not giving up a first down at any point during that next drive Especially if I don't convert. Yeah. Right? Didn't like that decision. Then when they got the ball, uh, BC goes for it like on a fourth and, and 20 from their yes. own five yard yes. line. Because they were confident that Rutgers couldn't score on them. So when Rutgers got the ball back, did not like the play, the play calling. Now, I, I, Abdul told me before the game, he goes, I like to run a little more. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, that, that's part of your game plan, fine. But the decisions that were made were very poor in that possession. Did they score in that possession or was it the possession after that? I think the possession. I think they scored the possession after, after that. Brown dropped the touchdown. Right, so they didn't score from five yards out. They did not, did not score. And every play call, I did not like the play calls. So Abdul's got a lot of work to do. Uh, again, I, I didn't see them throw the ball downfield other than the jump ball. Yeah, one jump ball, yeah. Which is a great play by the receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a 50-50 ball and your guy comes down with it. You know, that's fine. I like to see them move the ball. Uh, uh, you know, consistent drive. Yeah. You know, short pass, use the field. I'm going to say it again. Read The defense will it'll dictate what you're going to do. You know, you come out of the huddle, you look at the defense, you should be able to, to know how to move the ball. It's yeah. not hard. Not hard to figure mm-hmm. out. Not hard to move the ball. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks. It's not, not in this look, league. Just look at it. Just look at the field and see the matchups that are in front of you, and 
make your decision and base it off that. I think te- most teams have good offensive lines in this league, so there is a little bit of time for you to throw and for you to at least like stay in the pocket and read the field for a second. Um, I know as a quarterback myself, it took me a long time to just catch a snap and instead of looking at the line of scrimmage and seeing where the defensive line are coming, to look at the receivers first and then kind of move off of the defensive line. So, um, I think you, as you said, like you like this Rutgers team. I, think, yeah, I do. I like them a lot. Yeah, I think they have a good offensive line, good defensive line, and winning the trenches in this league is a way to win games. Um, I'm not sure what their ceiling is right now, Rutgers team, but they sit at two and two. I think they're in the seventh spot or the eighth spot in the standings. We posted standings uh, this past. I think it was yesterday. We posted standings, and they were sixth. So they're smack in the middle at two and two. Um, they they're gonna be a hard out each week. There's no they they are definitely not a free win, which is, I I know a lot of people thought they were an zero and nine candidate before the season. So, got their first playing win, second win of the season. But um, overall, I guess we're a little I guess we're a little bullish on this uh on this uh Rutgers team. It seems like we're high, a little I high mean, on them. Yeah, I say the the takeaway is: Are you super down on? Boston College, or are you super high on Rutgers now? Um, I'm definitely down a little bit on Boston College, but I'll give him a little bit of a pass because Trevor was definitely ha- like definitely was injured. He's the only quarterback in the league without a rushing attempt this year. I know he's only played two games out of four, but he missed two games because he had like, yeah, a tonsil surgery. He, has a, he has a, didn't run at all in his first game, and he didn't run at all Jesus in Jesus Christ, that's so weird. I would like to, even if it's running with Oliva, I also felt like if you're hurt and maybe you're not um, feeling yourself, you have two guys that almost led you to one guy led you to a win, win. Yeah. and one guy almost led you to a win over me. Yeah. So maybe give them, maybe just kind of could have given them a little more reps at quarterback. TJ Brown played a few plays at quarterback, uh, but Rutgers deserved this win. They came out prepared, ready to go, and that's what you like to see in this league: a, a new team figure it out and get themselves in the win column. So good win for Rutgers. 7-for-12 for Abdul, 92 yards, one touchdown, threw two interceptions, had 10 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Omar had two catches for eight yards, also had the sack to end the game. Um, Anas had a catch for eight yards and two tackles. Amre had two tackles. Mosakar had a pass breakup and five tackles. Noel Santiago caught a catch for 42 yards and a touchdown. Beautiful catch, honestly, down the sideline. Good throw by Abdul. And Bigford had three catches for 34 yards, also had a carry, um, and two pass breakups. As for BC, Garland was 10 of 21, 93 yards and a touchdown. Michael Leva had 12 targets in this game, 5 catches for 41 yards and an interception. Mike Kalka had a pass breakup. Um, TJ Brown, 4 catches, 50 yards and a touchdown and a pass breakup. Will Saba had 6 tackles. Um, Randy Myers had a 14-yard catch. And Chris Valinati had an interception. Crazy diving, like guys feet in bounds right by the sideline. Um, so those are all the games. Crazy. Let's get into a quick. Let's do a fifteen-ish minute preview for next week because I'm not going to be around tomorrow. So and neither we, are you. And neither are nope. you. Um, so let's just let's, let's run right. through. So let's run through the games. Week five preview. Yeah, we'll do a week five preview. We'll talk quickly about each game. Two to three minutes max. Do you have the schedule? Um, I do have the schedule. Please give me one second to find it. Um, it should be in here. Uh-huh. So we got a little week five preview as well. Yeah, um, we got to do a double pod this week because we don't have... A You're not going to be here tomorrow night? I won't be in the area, no. What? I thought you were going to practice. I will not be in the area. No. Wow. Christian's ducking smoke, that's why. He came have one good... He had one because he had a good performance. Happened? He had a good performance and then now, now he's I'm ducking smoke out. again. Now I'm popping Yeah, out. he had a good performance right. and he's ducking right. smoke. Anyway... Let's start with the week five schedule. Ready? First game, Boston College versus Oaksterdam. That's Garland versus Jarrock. 
Start the picks. Take Osterdam. Yeah, I'll start, we'll start the picks first, and then we'll talk. I guess we'll talk about take it. Take Osterdam. Um, I'm also gonna take Osterdam. Osterdam. Um, yeah, that was no, a three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. No. What? Uh, what? What? Uh, star from the G League is no, gonna be coming? No, no stars from the G League are coming to play. Jirak will hopefully have a full Osterdam team. Whoa, hopefully, whoa. Boston College has a full team as well. Um, I I think that this game, the the Boston College team definitely has the 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 advantage in the trenches as I think they do most weeks. Um, I need to see Trevor kind of use that advantage to his advantage. Um, you guys ran a little power O last year with your three linemen. I, I'd love to maybe see a little bit of iteration of that. I feel like you guys did some pretty good things offensively with play action using that as well. Um, but I need to see Boston College have a little more heart, a little more, it looks like we need a little more of a game plan coming in. Maybe uh, a little more film study this week. Make sure you're super prepared for this game because Drock is not an easy quarterback to stop. Um, he's going to try to expose probably the slower linemen on your team. Um, the Cocker Brothers are big boys, but they don't move as fast as Jarrock does. Um, on the outsides, I, I, I have to give a slight edge to the Boston College uh, athletes, but that's not to say that Tim Howard and Liam Knowles aren't going to make their presence felt in this game. Um, I take Oaksterdam because I think that at the end of the day, Drock's probably going to use his legs a lot in this game, and if they're not pulling flags, then it's going to be a problem for them. Will Sab has been to prove... Will Sab and TJ Brown are probably the two most reliable flag grabbers on that Boston College team, so they're both going to have to have big days offen- defensively if Boston College is going to get out of this two-game losing streak and start getting back on the winning ways. I mean, you sold me at they have zero rushing attempts on the season. My advice to everybody is to always run more. Yes. And if you have zero rushing attempts through two games by Trevor Garland, that tells me he's not healthy and he's not confident in his legs, which makes it extremely tough on you. I have to take, yeah. compare it to Jarrock, who's going to run around the fucking field like Bo Jackson on fucking Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> so I'm going to have to take, I'm going to have to take Oaksterdam then. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, it's going to be crazy line play in this game. Yeah, um, Rhett, Chris Hunter, uh, Justin Santiago yeah. against the Cocker Brothers. Yeah, it should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever wins the line of scrimmage wins the game. You're taking Oaksterdam. I'm going Oaksterdam. Okay. Next game. Next game, also at 9 a.m. Iowa versus Penn State, two teams that I kind of have on the uh, downward trends for both these teams. Um Listen, one of them has to win. So one of them, one of these teams is going to get their second win of the season. I want you to start with your pick. Go. I'll take Penn State. You're taking Penn I'll State. I'll take Penn State. I think I th- I'm going to take Penn State because um, defensively you guys really like them. Yeah. And I think coming off of a game where you lose 28 to nothing, now you know now the narrative, everything was saying, oh, we're going to win a big game, right? This is a game they should win, right? A lot of pressure on, on Iowa in this game. I guess Iowa a lot. would be favored. But yeah, like... Iowa would definitely be favored, yes. They would be favored in this game. If there was odds makers, they would be the favorites. One and a half, two and a half? Yeah, it's still favorites. Okay. Ah, three and a half point favorites. Okay. You got you were obsessed with Iowa. Two weeks well, ago. Yeah, two weeks. You were obsessed. Yeah, because... And you said Penn State stinks, quote, in this podcast. So, yes, they would be even bigger favorites if you actually sat down and gave, came up with some odds. I think Penn State's offense stinks, not their but team. I think, I think they're going to be pressing because you're going to come out. You lost 28 nothing. This is a game you should win. Come out. It's going to be tough. They have really good defense. You're telling Dan Dexter, you're calling him out two weeks in a row. I think he shows up. They score. Yeah, hopefully his team shows up, too, because they've been playing with some subs each week. Also. Well, if they get their team to show up, I'm taking them. Kurtz. Taking Iowa. Yeah. I think, <laughs> listen, I I think that Sam has to have a game plan in to stop Christian Elvino or at least slow him the fuck down because if he lines up on any of his linemen 1v1, I'm sorry to your the Iowa linemen who are, might get a little upset at this. Christian Elvino is going to probably fucking destroy you. Um, he is a he's a monster. He 
the, the motor doesn't stop very often. You're going to have to double-team him to give Sam time to throw. Um, and then if I don't really have an athlete advantage in this game. I think both teams have really good athletes. So I'm going to take the team that can win the trenches, and I'm going to... They're not going to win the trenches. They're not going <laughs> to win the trenches. They're not. Because if Elvina's there, then Penn State's going to win the trenches. Um, you no know confidence in Joe or Alibo on the outside to neutralize him? Oh, I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying those guys aren't good offensive linemen. I just think Elvina's, I think Elvina's on a different level. I think I watched this kid kind of dog Noah Torino, who I thought was a really good blocking offensive lineman this week. Um, the week before, he played against um, either Cardona or Dean Wiatrowski or Rags and was giving them all types of problems, had four sacks. So, oh my God, fuck. I took Iowa. I think I'm changing to Penn State. I just sold myself on Penn State. Penn State, Kersman is in on Penn yeah, State. Yeah, no, I'm in their defense. I'm only in on their defense. is in on Hold Penn up. State. If for some reason Elvina is not there, this the pick is switched to Iowa. Uh, I can't see. That I don't care. Iowa. I don't okay. care. I, Dad, I'm, 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 decisions I'm announcing it on the podcast. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Iowa. Good for I, you. I think Iowa's got to figure out a way. Uh, at, like, look, Sam saw a, a hellacious pass rush last week. Yes, indeed. He, he's gonna see it again this week. So now he's got to figure out how he's going to neutralize that, what kind of game plan he's going to have, knowing that he's going to get that kind of pressure. I think Sam's up to the task. I think that's a very good team he has. And I think I, I have confidence in, in Lebo or in Jawa on either side that Alvina lines up on that they could, you know, help. I'm not going to say, you know, not stop him, but control Don't him. Don't say stop him because I promise you're you. Not, that, yeah, yeah, you're not going to stop him, but you got to hope to control him. You have to neutral. No, you listen, you have to neutralize. You have to strategically double team. Put him in positions where he needs to think about where the ball is or where the ball's going to try to give Sam a little more time. I just think this kid wrecks havoc. He's a major reason as to why UNC only scored 20 points. It's 13 yes. points on offense right. last week. He counts for points on. He's accounted for points in every game in terms of either and, pick six or touchdown catches or conversions. So... And after one game, he's on the old Tommy team. So, it's. <laughs> I also hope, hope to see Co back this week. I think he's going to be back for Penn State. Um, hopefully, Emmerich's a little more healthy, and John Harnish is back doing John Harnish things. Next game, Kurtz. Washington versus SCLSU. First note: Morick out, Damian out, TJ Angstad out. But they're going to have seven, so they're getting a sub for for TJ Angstad. We have nine. So now, knowing all that information, talk about the game. Washington. Wow. Damien out is all I need to hear. Interesting. That. Washington. Oh, oh my God. She's a 3 0 against oh the chance. God. Not what I, don't I needed. Like that. Don't Not like what that. I needed. Um, no, don't listen. Like that. Um, I, ta- I raved about SCLSU on the recap. They are one of the best teams in this league, and I think this is a big proving game for my team. Yeah, um, this is this is this the is last a... the last elite team we played in this league was probably t- Tommy's team in week one. And you lost. And we got smoked. Yeah. Well, we didn't smoke, but we lost. We lost. lost by two possessions. But uh, now, now you're taking away one of the better safeties yeah. in the league and, to, and TJ. And, and one of the best. And, one of, and the, the best pass rush. No, TJ, no, Damien. That's, uh, that's, that's tough. It to, is hurts. It's going to be order. Hurts a lot. Yeah, I'm expecting them to have Paul Carter and Spo in the rush, so they're gonna give us they're gonna give us what all they got on the defensive line. Who's gonna play line for you? Um, probably Scott. Be my third lineman with Matt and Dean. Dean? Yeah. yeah, Matt and Dean with Scott probably. Probably line up some four lineman sets. Get try to alleviate the pressure on myself. Um, I think it's gonna be a good game. I think both of me and Mikey are both gonna be definitely looking forward to playing against each other. Um, he. Uh, He's definitely got a game plan for us. I know he's going to be texting me this week already saying, uh, you ready to get your head bashed in on Saturday <laughs> or something along those lines. Um, uh, I'm excited for our team because we're coming off a big win. I just don't want our heads to get too big. 
Um, obviously, I think we're going to win the game, and I think we're going to take care of our business, but this is going to be no walk in the park by any means. Probably going to be a very hard-fought, low-scoring game. Um, I think our goal is to get this game over 20. If we can get this game over 20 points, I think we put ourselves in a very good, good, good position to win the game. Our defense has been lacking. I think we allowed 27 points on the season, 27 points per game this year on the season. Wow. So that needs to change. It's very uncharacteristic of uh, Kurtzman-led teams. Usually have very good defenses. So uh, we need to get our heads out of our asses on the defensive side and start making some plays. They, they play like they played last week. No one's beating them. Okay. Appreciate uh-huh. that. I do. Because I do. I will. I, I, I agree with that. I think if we play as well as we did last week, no one's beating us. Um, losing Morg is not good for our offensive line. Hurts. Um, but like I said, I'll have a game plan in to counteract that loss. But uh, I can't leave Raw on Washington. Um, Mikey's going to air you out. Mikey's going to uh, definitely come in very pissed off for this one. So hopefully we get up early to shut him up. Next game. Next 10 o'clock game is as I pull up the schedule on my phone. (laughs) Ooh, this is an interesting game. I think we're all going to pick the same team, but interesting game. Rutgers versus Oklahoma State. Oh, so this is oh, an this could be game. nail in the coffin game for Oklahoma State. This is if you're losing early in this game, and heads go down. This is break. Let's put it this way: I beat you. Said you're not coming in unless it's a championship, and you're down 14 at any point. If you're down seven in this game to Rutgers, you have to fucking come in and play quarterback. Because <laughs> if your team loses this game, your season's over. People are gonna stop showing up, and it's fucking done. Yo, it's that simple. It's, it's fucking, done. I think, it's done if you lose. It's yeah, done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Listen, I I'm not gonna pick Rutgers. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State, even though I think Rutgers looks like the better team right now. I can't. Bet this is a against, must win for Oklahoma State. I can't bet against. Um, the two-time MVP, the when he plays quarterback, the best quarterback in the league. Augie, who's one of the premier players in this league, even though coming off injury. And then guys like Leo and Melozzi on the line. I, I I don't know. I think the battle in the trenches is going to be great with the three great, the three good linemen from uh, the Rucker, Rucker side against the linemen of the uh, Oklahoma State side, because I will say that is a strength of Oklahoma State's team. They are able to con- uh, cause pressure, but they just aren't really able to get the sacks. Um, so... I mean, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State, and I do think that they're going to come prepared because I don't think that Justin was happy about getting aired out by me uh, this past week. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State in this game. I'm taking Oklahoma State as well. So am I. Have yeah, to. we're all taking Oklahoma Have State. But let's Rutgers, go Rutgers. But let's go Rutgers. Let's go Rutgers. Um, but let's go Rutgers. Rutgers is going to have a chip on their shoulder in this game. And... Uh, like you said, TJ, if Rutgers comes out and takes an early lead in this oh, game, my, and, you watch see heads, out. and you see heads on Oklahoma State start watch to out. more of like a how are we losing kind of thing, then it's you're gonna start pressing, and then it's gonna get it, it could get bad. I'm annoyed that I'm playing during this game because I would love to Be watch guessing. this you're possibly to guess unfold. Up, yeah. um, no, but this is a must win for Oklahoma State. You cannot fall to one and four in the season and a loss to a. All rookie team essentially. Yeah. yeah. If uh, Ivy wants to come in uh, when he's down fourteen on a championship game, he's got to get there first. So to get there, he's got to play. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next uh, game. Oh, oh, no, you, you oh, talking? You talking? Yeah, you talking? Yeah, yeah, uh, J- Justin's gonna. I think Justin's gonna have a huge game uh, defensively. Don't be surprised to see Justin playing quarterback in this game if their offense isn't moving the ball early. Now, and that's and that I have not. And I'm gonna say right Breaking now, I have not, Justin's the best quarterback no, in the league. <laughs> I have not 
heard that from anybody. Not one person has texted me that or anything. I'm just saying that I think that Justin would rather go out with the ball in his hands every play than lose another game in this league the way that they've been losing games. So um, if the offense struggles early, don't be surprised you see Justin under center. But we're all taking Oklahoma State. I do think Oklahoma State should take care of business. But if, if you throw a lollipop against Justin, it's going to be it's, six it's, every right. time. It's, it's yicked. I think that if they have to pass the ball and they're looking anywhere to go over the middle of the field, I think Justin's going to dominate. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's go to the 11 o'clock slate. Notre Dame against Florida. 1-3 versus 0-4. Oh this so is this game is of must, the season. This is game of the season for both teams. Yeah. Um, I think if you are, this is a must-win for both teams. A little bit more of a must-win for Florida, but honestly, if you're 1-4 and, and you're Notre Dame, your season's also not looking good. Um, the, I don't even know really where to start. Is if both if both teams are fully there, offensive line play on both sides and defensive line play the trenches. It's probably pretty even. Um, Austin and Frankie on the Notre Dame side, Amir and Giroux on the Florida side. I'm gonna give the slight athlete edge to um, Notre Dame with Ritter and Delon, but that's nothing to take away from Buddy and Jaleel and Demon Time Dev. Uh, honestly, I'm not going to give an edge to anyone that, and that's, on that, and that. That's, a, that's an evenly matched athlete game. Deshaun needs to come out and ball out. Piscopo needs to come out and ball out. Both teams dying for a win. I'm going to take Florida. Wow. Wow. Um, I think that Deshaun is due, due to get back on track. Um, and I think as long as his full team shows up and they're in attendance, I think they're going to be prepared and ready to go. Uh, Dev DeGrasse is going to st- step up in a big way this year as a receiver in this league. Um, made a couple big plays for them. I just can't wait to see. Hopefully, Buddy and Ja bring their A game and they're ready to go. Who are you taking? I mean, that's very difficult. It's, it's a difficult game to pick. Difficult game to pick. Two teams that bad records, but I don't think they're bad teams. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Florida as well. Wow. Because I have to give Joe another week to get acclimated okay. with his team. Interesting. And I think that if he falls to one in four, I st- I have a. I have way more faith in them at one and four than obviously I do at Florida at zero oh, and five. Okay. But I feel like if they're at one, like Florida needs this game a little bit more. Hungry dogs and run a little bit faster. Faster. A little bit faster. A little bit faster. Notre Dame knows they they're need this game play. really good, really well. Not too. surprised at all. If Notre Dame wins. No, not shocked at all. Who are you taking? I'm going with Joe Piscopo. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah, I, it's not that he has to get acclimated. He's already acclimated. Mm. Uh, I thought he played great last week. He had the lead for most of the game. Yeah. And he had the ball inside the 10-yard line with under a minute left to win, win the game. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't, I don't think he needs to get acclimated. I think he's fine. Uh, he's got weapons and Ritter and DeLon. He's yeah. got a great line. He's got Austin uh, that, that, you know, can block and, and rush and run and catch the ball for him. Uh, I, I, I'd like to see Florida use Buddy Moore, I said, every week. I think Buddy's a major talent. Get him the ball on offense. And I know Buddy has stepped up, and he stepped up to play the line yeah. uh, last week. No, I mean, that, that, that's that guy saying, listen, I'm going to sacrifice, you know, what I can do for this team to, to help this team. And I admire that. But I like to see him uh, more involved more offensively. Of course, he is a weapon. But overall, I think uh, I think Notre Dame has the better team, and I'm going to go with them. Very good game. Very interesting no, game. I think it can be a very good game. I, um, I'm happy I'm not playing during this game. But the game of the week... This week, other than me versus Mikey, we put in this. We put this in the eleven o'clock slot because I wanted to make sure I saw it. Michigan against UNC. Wow. Um, this is potent. This could. This is. I don't want to come out and say this is a potential uh, championship preview, but I like both these teams a lot, and I rave about both these teams' roster constructions. Um, 
throughout the se- throughout the season thus far. Um, this game is going to be a dogfight in the trenches. It's going to be a dogfight on the outside. Uh, there is going to be a lot of big plays in this game, a lot of intensity, a lot of energy from both sides, I imagine. A lot of talkers on both of these teams. Or actually, I lied. A lot of talkers on Michigan. A lot of game talkers on UNC. But when I make game talkers, is guys who just let their game do the talking. Okay. Um, Bowen, Pip, um, Joe Stulick, all guys that don't really talk shit, but they kind of just make plays out there and do their thing. Um I'm going to talk about one thing I want to see improve from each team. UNC, I need to see more improved flag grabbing. I think there were a lot of flag grabs missed last week against uh, uh, Penn State. And I'd like to see that improve. And as for Michigan, I think your offense is so much more capable of putting up more points than you guys uh, have the last couple weeks. I know you put I know you put up 30, but I don't know. I just feel like every week you're moving the ball, getting it inside, getting inside the town. Honestly, I think I, I'm not shocked if you guys put up 30 every week, so I honestly just want to see that 30. Um, both teams play very good defense and are very communicative um, between the, within their team. Yeah. Um, two teams that notoriously get there very early, whole teams there, they get a little bit of like a, uh, we've been overusing the word walkthrough, but just a, a team warm up before the game. And that's even that little, that little um, thought is very important to winning these games. I'm going to come out and say that Michigan gives UNC their first loss of the season. Tommy Galante moves to 4-1 in first place in the league after wow. this week. And I'm going to ride with Michigan and the, the Tommy Pauly connection. Dad. I'm going UNC. Um, there's one thing about this team. They pay attention to detail. They'll show up early to the game. They got that game plan. I'm sure they practice during the week, too. I'm sure they, they have team meetings. Uh, they're ready. Uh, if they have to, they, they know that go out and stop a, a player like Paulie. I think they have the yeah. I think they have the guys to do it. They have the guys to do it. I don't think you could just have Paulie Moss Joe Pip three times in a row. The thing is though, like you say, you say this, but like right. they're, they're right. not going to be in the they same spot. spot. Yeah, because Joe like, play the middle Joey of the field. plays the middle of the field. So it's going to be Bowen is the safety. Yeah. and there's nothing. I'm not taking anything away from Bowen, but got still on the other side. And still, uh, but no, no, but they play a th- they play a three three one, and they blitz a fourth sometimes. So sometimes they're left and they they leave their guys on one on ones a lot of times, and um, not to say that. Um, those guys aren't capable of making the plays, but it's not easy playing man-to-man coverage and yeah. easily playing like guys like Paulie and so, coverage. So maybe they make a. a you know, I assume they they will definitely double. be a tactical adjustment for Surf's team. You don't come up with the same game plan every week, but what we've seen on film, what we've seen in the game is like three and four-man rushes. Yeah, um, a lot of field. But if they get the pressure and they're not, and they make Tommy uncomfortable, uh, then they could easily come out and win this game. You are taking. I'm taking UNC. I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take UNC because I think the adjustment is gonna be if Paulie catches a fucking bomb touchdown is let's 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 put Joey back there. Let's see if he can help. And Bowen is a capable middle linebacker. That's what I'm saying. So they can easily make that switch. But um, let's see. Let's see how UNC comes out because I think this is gonna be a game where you might want to show something different than what you've shown on film all year. If you're both sides, Um, maybe you're comfortable playing the defense you're playing but um i think these are two teams that are going to be super well prepared and i'm very happy that i'm not playing during this slot to be the man you gotta beat the man right that is the last game yeah oh that was the last game you gotta beat the man you gotta beat the man this is for game first place you gotta beat the man and unc's the man right now uh yeah but yeah well i mean if if mikey beats me he'd also be four and one so it'd be a three-way tie but yes i think michigan would be number one in the the standings due to point differential and whatnot nice um, really? With two no, shots? I lied. I lied. There's uh, no way. Oh yeah, There's no, no way. way. No way. No way. True. True. But um, 
I'll take care of Mikey. So that's how I make it. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, um, overall, I like the week of games. And there's a lot of good this games. Is a, good a lot of games that matter to both teams in a major way. This is that time of year. You know, it is. It's the middle of the season. We're moving into week five. Um, a lot of seasons are going to be broken or made in the next couple weeks. Um, so be ready to play. And if you do not, if you come out flat, call a timeout, get that energy yeah, up. Jesus. If you come out hot, Keep your foot on the pedal and don't let the other team breathe. Because I promise you, we've seen too many comebacks in our league where teams are out and they make they make enough plays because the team is taking them too lightly. So, um, on to week five. Great yeah. podcast, honestly. Yeah, long hour ten. Can't say. It's one fifteen, but I'm yeah. honestly, I, I was happy doing this podcast. I think it's a, it's a good slate of games. We, had, we talked about a good slate of games last week. Good slate of games for this upcoming yeah. week. Field location to be determined. Stay on the lookout. Stay on the lookout for a text from Commissioner Kurtzman. All right, everyone, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We will guys see. We, we will see you guys at the field on Saturday. Peace. Peace.